Sweat Equity Podcast and streaming show, the number one business podcast. I didn't even know what it was for. In the world. Pragmatic oh. entrepreneurial advice in real raw dog talk. <laughs> We're 2020's best small, medium, enterprise business advice rate podcast in the United States. <laughs> oh. Just do a crazy laugh for no reason. <laughs> you did. Yeah. Because I wanted to make a weird sound. Yeah, well, uh, we then got just, it. Yeah. Uh, 2020's best podcast and streaming entertainment studio of the Eastern United States. That's totally true. What? What? The Media Innovator Awards 2021, baby. Thank you, Corporate Vision Magazine, for making us winners. We were already winners. Catch us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, rate, review. That's the cheat code to get us up the rankings. Because if you can't help through our sponsorship, that's the way to help us out. Speaking of sponsors, this episode is sponsored by Grasshopper. Try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat. Get you $75 off an annual plan. The entrepreneur's phone line. Add, it, add the app on your phone. Have a second line. You don't need two cell phones like a drug dealer. You don't need to uh, get a... a Unless a you are a drug dealer. Yeah. Don't pay too much. Get a couple of those. Shit. Don't pay your uh, cell carrier for an expensive extra line on the same device. That, I found out, is super expensive for huh. some reason. Try grasshopper.com forward slash sweat, like Keith Sweat, like Montez Sweat. $75 off an annual plan. I use it. It's great. You can pick your own vanity number. Do something fun. Put a dad joke in there. Have fun with like it. Like what? Uh, like 1-800-DAD-JOKE. Okay. Boom. That's seven. It works out. Uh, I'm excited because we have old, an old friend of the program, Fran Biederman Gross, on advantages.net. She's got a book out that's called three. That's, that's called, called something. How to lead a value-based professional services firm on uh, threekeysbook.com. Let's get this party started. Howdy, toddy. What about my sweat equity? Sweat equity. Sweat, 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 sweat equity. My sweat equity. I am here. Oh, we got okay. to now. Okay. I thought you were on a call. I like, was. Oh, okay. I had to finish up the call. I'm like, I'm like a, a, a chain smoker with Zoom and Cell and Zoom and Cell. <laughs> yeah, but you're that's that's being you. That's the that's the powerful uh, boss babe you are. Girl boss. Oh my God, boss babe. Do you find that stuff kind of condescending in a way? When they're a little. Talking? Yeah? From the guy I'm who the just said boss. babe, called you a babe. First of all, you guys have the worst like echo in your, with your great mics. Is that really? Oh, well, you're, hearing, you're hearing it through the computer. Oh yeah, we've that's, got a weird setup. That's not what's going out on the podcast. Awesome. Don't worry. Sorry. I, I'm good. No, no, don't be sorry. I'm gonna. Well, yeah. I'm a little sorry. Well, that's fine. I mean, listen. First, I have a mic too. First things first. You are. You don't, you don't are, see it. You are a babe, and we. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And all of Queens needs to know this. Oh my god. All the airways. Yeah, Are we doing on. this on video? Yeah, we're on. You're on. This is it. This is the show. Oh, my God. All right. <laughs> I should blur my background because I just moved. It's too late. Too late. You're, it's it's too, we've already late, seen it. We'll fix it in post. Okay, wait. 
We'll fix it in post. Wait, hold on a second. Yeah, I'll Wait, put I'll some do stuff something. in there that wasn't there before. Yeah. No, no, hold on. There's just one thing. So for the listeners, uh, you know, it's it's what you would say a busy person's office normally. Oh, yeah. There we go. Product placement. Now we've got a book. All right. It's all better play. now. Yeah. I, I, well, let's let's <laughs> do your plugs up front. Where can the people find you? Where's the book? Uh, should we buy it on the site instead of Amazon? How many copies should we buy? A million. Are you going to autograph one? Send us one? Of course I'm going to send you one. You just send me your email and I'll send you, I'll send you each one. Ooh. Number one. Number two, they can go to threekeysbook.com and pick up a great copy. Watch all the videos of my, what I call my book bar mitzvah, because it was really fun. It was like a little pre-COVID. Well, I went to London. We had this amazing party to celebrate this gigantic effort to write this book. I, I, could, I could tell you, I honestly didn't realize what a big accomplishment it was until the morning of the book launch when Don and I went to breakfast and he just, he just wanted to have breakfast with me um, to celebrate the moment Don and is, to celebrate oh, the end of our work. Okay. And Don is the, my co-author, okay. Don Scales. Gotcha. Um, I thought you were going to say it was thir- uh, your bar mitzvah because it took 13 years to write it. <laughs> It, it took 13 months to write it. Did it really? It. Uh, it t- uh, so I had a book, I had a book deal. Ah. So here, get this, get this. I go to dinner with Don on December 22nd. Don says, I want to write a book with you. And I'm like, great, what's it about? So that's a whole other story because he had this all mapped out, right? He's this chemical engineer, total linear thinker. I'm this creative entrepreneur that's very circular it's like follow Fran and the conversations and I exhaust people, but it's, it's fun. Right. So we've been the perfect complement to each other with him truly living a purpose life, you know, in business and, and personally, and the two of us, while we, you know, take different paths and walk different, everything, we are completely aligned and are always aligned at the, you know, on the end game or at the vision of things. And he's like, no, I really want to write a book with you. You you have synthesized this approach to make business so much easier for people to truly intellectually understand how to activate and implement, or I'd like to say infuse purpose into their business. And it drives profitability in every aspect of it. So that's how a marketing strategist, if you want to call me that, writes a leadership book on how to drive profit with purpose. But the, the title of the book is called How to Lead a Values-Based Professional Services Firm. Rolls, whether it's professional okay. services or not, doesn't matter. Rolls right off the tongue. I, why you got to be mean? Because yeah. she could take it. Okay. I yeah. can totally so, take yeah, it. She, the title's a little bit give, long. She's <laughs> going to give it back to us too, by the way. So, But you can yeah, tell. Just the, watch out. I'm on the landing page on threekeysbook.com. Here's how you know she's she's the shit is uh, right there. You've got your brand messaging for the book, the campaign message, purpose over products, values over features, stories over facts. Aww. That's your H1 text. You know, get your call to action right Put there. Put what you do yeah. at the top of your website. Yeah. It's weird, right? Novel idea. Yeah. Because all adults are children now and they all have ADHD. Uh-huh. And if they're on the toilet which is toilet time sometimes looking for stuff to buy. Uh, you you yeah. don't want to divert them, you know? Yes. 
And you've got two trailer. You've got two choices. You can hear the little audio trailer that we recorded that tells you a little bit about the book, or you can just go buy it if you know if you want. And if you don't, if you don't believe anything we say, then you know Larry Weber. He's pretty much the bomb. Um, you know, on a professional services side. And then you've got you know here's where you can order it. Here's why we wrote it. Because you're, you're going to pop up for the newsletter and all, but you're yeah. a big, you're a big purpose. Everything's purpose kind of uh, mantra with advantages, advantages.net. If anybody wants to uh, go hire them, but um, purpose is kind of your, your mantra throughout everything, which I would, you know, people conflate that with passion, I think um, a little bit, but what, so a lot, a lot. Yeah. Um, and Purpose, uh, I feel like it, you feel compelled to, what compelled you to write this book? Uh, we can, I can read the text on the landing page, but I want to hear from you. Listen, in a nutshell, I had the Harvard grad who wanted to write a book, who truly lives this book every day and said, hey, you codified it. Let's pull the approach out. You can't be this little agency on the side. You're really, you really are the expert on this. Um, now, it's not in theory. It's like, if you want to talk about what, how I met him, like I literally rebranded their company in yeah. 30 days. And they actually hired me to do a logo. Um, I really didn't want to take the job because that's not really what we do for a living. But were they my bidding, girlfriend- Were they bidding yeah. between you and Fiverr? <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. I was like, why don't they do that? Um, but they're a communications company and they they get a lot of things right and they're a really rock solid company and they were positioning for exit. They had acquired a number of companies, one Keystone company, and they really needed to reposition and rebrand and prove themselves on the authority. And as as smart a businessman as Don is and as purposeful as he is, um, he knew it in his gut. And then when you took someone like me who really challenged their story and their values using their own words. Um, I remember walking away from the presentation. Um, it was actually a an internal competition that I got hired to, uh, to participate in. And they took their three creative teams from Arizona, New York, and London and said, go create a logo. And oh, by the way, I hired a branding firm to do the logo as well. So now it became a real competition. Mm -hmm. I never saw the other logos. Uh, I was the second to present to a global team of eight that were seven in the room. So everybody's flown in for two days of meetings. All super was, cool, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. It was Not super nerve wracking. I had never, <laughs> I had never, I, the only context I had for, to prepare for this presentation, and I kid you not, it's totally the truth. Um, everything I could find on the internet about these companies and their creative brief, which they said, uh, they pretty much gave me, I asked for the original briefing on each of the two marquee companies and their new brief that they had written themselves. And I got 30 minutes which was basically a one-way conversation, like ask a bunch of questions. It's not enough to have a real conversation with each of the eight executives. So speed date. 
Also, our podcasts yeah, was, are only 33 was, minutes. It was like speed branding <laughs> on steroids. Yeah. So. Uh, by the way, our podcasts are only three, 33 minutes. I hope your assistant told you. So we'll have oh, a God. nice All right, well, No, no, no. You're good. You, no, you short, do, no, no. You do you. Take as long as you want. I'm just saying. Uh, it's not a real conversation. That's what he's saying. We can have you back yeah, on. Look, you know I'm a fan of you. So uh, I have you on every week if we can. But uh, – I don't think that's going to work in your schedule. I think that's I'm not, not that interesting. Yeah. But anyway, to make a long story very short, I became the most hated person in the company because we, who had only known the company 31 days prior to ever presenting, in 42 minutes, I pretty much challenged a fair amount of their brand foundation. And I walked out of that meeting, um, making it to the second round, and then ultimately winning the logo that's because the brand represented everything that i had questions the visual representation was right so unanimously we won and i started a relationship with don that is just bar none with two purpose-driven individuals and i just gave him the words to things that he was doing on a day-to-day so there you have it that's the whole story that's how it came to be and then he was like we gotta we gotta put this the, the pen to paper on this because this is a guide that yeah and be it told. really it that took that took about six different dinners once a month every time he was in New York we would go out when he told me we won I was like great let's go out and celebrate to dinner and then you know part of me was like oh my god did you just ask a global CEO out to dinner but we What's went we that? didn't talk What's the big deal? Was, I know but you know gotta this eat. Is where the Totally got to eat. And it, I didn't know why I thought another thing of it, but that night was magical. Oh, that seems sweet. And it was so, we didn't talk about business at all. We just talked about his journey through Harvard and selling agency.com and Herbst for $350 million. And like, it was just really interesting journey. And he was, to me, he was fascinating as he was lovely. And we just, you know, that's it. So he asked me to write a book. Now we have a number in the Library of Congress that we share, and we're doing good work with it. That's pretty much it. I'm going to get him on on this podcast and then see what he says about you, just to see. Uh, I have no problem with that. I, I want to know. I want to <laughs> know uh, what kind of in my head. I know you're not like this, but it's funnier in my head that you, you were like going scared straight when you're asking the questions in those 30 minute sessions, like <laughs> like getting in their face. They're like. What are you about? Ooh, like, like getting you want some other brand of fuck yeah. you. You think these other three internal d- departments are going to do this? I'm Fran. You know, like not quite. Um, I think you guys know how to use a know, shiv. You, yeah. No, you just have to remain really calm and cool, no matter no matter what, whether you know that these people are not. You just really need to maintain your own integrity, right? I really, truly was interested in how these eight people were chosen to be on this committee and what they, how they aligned with the brand. And that was really where the interrogation was. So it was very much kind of really validating what we heard uh, and what they said. And all I did was very politely said, hey, you know, your brand says this, but when I interviewed you, I heard these things. So I'm kind of curious why this stuff doesn't show up. Mm -hmm. And that was really the, oh, that's a really good observation. And if I made my own assumptions, which I did, and created four logos of different, you know, because look, logos are really, four design is all subjective, right? 
Yes. So just don't be know. confusing with a logo. That's rule number one. Uh, right. Well, and some people like abstract, confusing things. So better you have, have to design it all and see yeah. how you appeal. Yeah. If your company is about about confusing people, yeah. good. <laughs> mission accomplished. Well, yeah. you know, then mission accomplished. Well, it's uh, it's one of those things. Well, a logo. We can talk logo theory all day because this is it's good for the audio listeners. But um, logo stuff is funny because uh, I just go, all right, what are the best logos? And thinking I used to do that and it was a stupid question to ask because I'm like, I'm thinking they're going to go, they're going to lead me back to the answer I want to hear, like to get them to say. And it never, <laughs> it never worked that way. I'd be like, all right, what just. Think, close your eyes. Think Just of the best logos. I'm think, they're going to say Nike. Just say FedEx. Say FedEx with the with the FedEx. hidden arrow. Do it. Um, a negative space arrow. FedEx yeah. rules. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think they're going to say Apple, Nike, something like that. And they'll say like the most absurd, ugly, old. They're like Bluebell ice cream. You're like, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Written out. In Why a would you throw that out there? Letter. Like, listen. At the end of the day, it's about education and you have to decide how expensive it is yeah that's really the mm-hmm. bottom line right ah. google spent nike spent starbucks spent right coke spent and even if you look at the ele- evolution of their their visuals it's about modernization mm-hmm. and minimalization yeah so they minimize so that they can become recognizable with a mark mm-hmm. period yeah mm-hmm. right do you remember when starbucks removed their explanation of text around the mermaid and then it was just the mermaid logo and then there was a big uproar about it or at least there was in my world right i don't believe um, in anything seattle based so also what was the mermaid I, about i boycott seattle no no uh, i can't on. amazon's got all of us man um but yeah well they moved the labor market i think that's the wildest thing about amazon right now but uh that and they basically control the servers that everybody uses but oh. other than that um, well, they just, they're really just a logistical data company. That's really what we need to understand. The same way that Tony Shea, God rest his soul, started, you know, a customer service company inside a shoe company, right? But they're really all about Zappos. customer service. Got it. <laughs> Read his book. Exactly. Eric was excited. I know. Rest, yes. Now, I didn't. I know of him. I was like, God rest his soul, man. How old? Oh, he died. I know he died. Now and you know, and you got to remember, we tragic. we got a footnote. Some of these people you're mentioning not not recognizable for our audience totally. So right, we have, I mean okay. the fact that I got it. No, no, I I'm a bit hey, of an good. idiot hey, sometimes. Gold star. Listen, you now you know me. You did great. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. Now you know it's me. It's kind of all over. Yeah. Uh, look, we don't know. We're totally just laser focused all the time. Yeah, we're linear. We're like your, everything. There's no tangents fight. at all. We just go straight down the subject. I'm we we sure. are we're the Don scales of podcasting. We're just I, straight that's through. awesome. <laughs> um, so you know, I'd like to say that I, I I don't know that I would coin the phrase, but we're strategically focused because tactics don't work. So when you think about switching over, I guess sort of to advantages, if you want to build brand equity or generate more sales or possibly accelerate revenue it's it's really about understanding how customer infused growth what you know takes advantage of the fact that you have more insights to understanding what your customer wants and then aligning it with your purpose right so it's not the other way around 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, that's how you know that's how things go and grow, really. Yeah, and I, I haven't been on the site in a while, and I'm loving it. I'm loving the new site. And if anybody wants to go to advantages.net, this is a good lesson on less is more with your brand message yes. uh, and and design. You're using a lot of negative space. Make the eye go where you want it to go. I see what you're doing, Fran. I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in that office one day and get on those frosted whiteboards that you got everywhere. Fran, he was talking about your frosted whiteboard. I'm so before the pot. He was I like, love whiteboards. He's like, oh man, Fran's got all these I frosted like I, whiteboards. He was I like so ideas, excited man. about it. Yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. what are I we going to do about it? But I draw so, wieners on a lot of yours. Right, exactly. You yeah. come in there, wieners on every single whiteboard yeah. you have. That's how I do flow charts. They're all wieners. It's, right. It's like the end of the If it works. The yeah. If it works. Well, speaking of logos, we have a philosophy on this show that all logos are basically vaginas or penises. Yes. And you can go back and look that up and everything Insignia has wise. one of them. We're not talking like. It's one or the other. Yeah. I don't know that I'm going to debate that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, take it. Use it. If you got to, if you got to present to a bunch of uh, CEOs, right? Or when you're out of options, listen. It <laughs> when fulfills you're... the dick or vagina, uh, you know, thing. Like, just buy the shampoo. When you're, when you're, when, <laughs> when you're struggling, you're like, ah, ah just non sequitur. <laughs> it's a dick. Logos or penises or vaginas. Let me ask you a question, Law. Do I look like someone who ever struggled? No. Oh, okay. not with so words. I'm never oh, gonna confidence. use it. Well. Okay. Uh, I'm never gonna use it. Well, then can you just do it for fun? Yeah, just do it for a game yeah. for yourself. Do it for fun yeah. to tell us about it. That'd be great. All right, maybe I'll I'll have okay. to think about the right the right space and the right time. I'm doing a Facebook. But I'll, I'll tell you, people are very friends. people are very possessive of their logos or their icons oh, yeah. and yep. their marks. So I, I'm not so sure you want to be messing with it that way. No, it took me a while to figure that out too, uh, because because I would go. I would eventually I'd just start going, I, I I wanted to talk shit like John Taffer and just be like, this is horrible. Like just object. Like, Your logo is going to get people this is, sick. Yeah. This looks like it's from the nineties. God bless you. If you think like shadow and 3d on something that doesn't need to be that you need like, look at it flat, uh, simple, minimalistic. Look, it's really hard. I'm not saying it's like a brand name or a brand or a slogan. They're you know, really tough to make, but the best, piece of advice I could ever give anyone designing a logo is to truly understand the color palette and mm-hmm. design it in black and white first. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Right. So you can, you know, it's like, I don't know, just equate it to cooking, right? You, you can oversalt, you can undersalt and you can oversalt, but you can never reduce the oversalting. So if you're going to design a logo with color, and then try to understand how it's going to work in across all mediums, then go design it in black and white, it loses something. But if you start with a one-dimensional logo or even a two-color logo, but one, you know, flat, one-dimensional, you have a much better shot of being able to build upon it and to let it grow and evolve than going any, any other way. And I see this common mistake all the time and that people actually want to design their logo first before they truly identify their three keys so that their logo doesn't have the right amount of meaning because it should be a visual representation of verbally who you are Mm -hmm. so who are you people people go to the design thing first and then you end up in conversations like it only looks like one of two things (laughs) well yeah 
sticker yeah. of vagina. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, I figured I'd humor you. There's a, you yeah. The, well, that's the circular way you got, we got backed right back to it. So, I mean, that thing with, uh, the pink elephant principle, like that's a hundred percent true for, you know, I was about to say a hundred percent true for most of the meetings, but that's 90% of the people. Uh, but can it, you it is, explain the pink elephant thing? It, so you, a lot of people want to go, we need a new logo. And I go, do you, uh, first off I go, do you need a new logo? You just think it's a logo or it's a brand identity. Like what is this going to be on? Sure. What, you know, and they're like, what's a brand identity? No, a lot of people aren't familiar with that. And I go, do you have brand messaging? Cause that I would say is a lot more important. And I'd probably, if we're doing one over the other, I want to get the messaging first and then work on the logo. Because if you don't know who you are, what you do, why you're better, why I should hire you if you're a service company, why I should buy you if you're a product, uh, you know, how do I do it? What's the process? Um, how, how do I trust you as a brand? Um, you know, it's going to be hard for me to kind of take nothing, none of that stuff in a brand message and, and put it into what it should be as an icon. Um, but the pink elephant thing is they already have something in their head that they like. And Fran's 100% right that and it they take it sensitively because typically the business owner made it themselves. Yes. Uh, and they Always don't know how bad, bad they suck so bad. at design, um, which is why you're in the room in the first place. It drives me nuts. Doesn't matter. They, right. Doesn't matter. So they don't care. You know, this was a lesson for me on like, do I want to be right about this or do we want to just move on to get this shit done well it, we're gonna end right back there most of the time yeah. now well where i made you, a mistake you is, know i didn't I, you know where i'm going with this right yeah, yeah yeah okay so if you don't anchor the visuals in the right verbal you're gonna end up rebranding or you're gonna end up redoing it so you need to take the time to anchor the cause the purpose the belief of why this organization exists and if you get those things right, then you can say, all right, designer, let me help you understand why this organization exists and what impact I want to see it have in the world. And then when you get clear on that, that starts to shape a foundation for your brand. And that gives context and imagination if you, give, if you let the designer do that. As opposed to saying, hey, I'm looking for a red and blue, what, you know, let them explore color palette and fonts and icon imagery and the use of it in social with photographs and things like that. There's a reason why designers go to school and, you know, get, you know, the, the right appropriate I guess, work experience and degrees on these things because there's laws of fonts and space and all that kind of thing. Give me so, that golden ratio. Yeah. Yeah, white space, giving things to people to breathe. But, but either way. Give me a negative space something. FedEx arrow, dude. I totally love white space because it gives focus and it gives space for things to breathe. So you're not, you know, look, to write a lot of words is cheap. To encapture the essence of your brand in just a few words is expensive because, and the biology is behind it, right? So, you know, the part of my brain and yours 
that doesn't have capacity for language is really a marketer's job is to actually harness what those words really are so that it's memorable and easy to repeat. Mm-hmm. So if you can do that, the marketer or the brand strategist did their job, naming your company, creating a tagline, if that's even necessary, but giving you the keywords that, that evoke the feeling that's reminiscent and familiar about how they feel about you. Yeah, I'm with you. Love it. Yeah. That's a, ours, ours is, we're so quiet because we're like, I, well, where's the pencil? Right? Yeah. That shit I'm going to use that later. To uh, freaking listen to our own it, voice on the podcast yeah. again. God. Um, I'm going to have to listen back as like continue education. Yeah. Um, but what did France say about that? What I'm, what I'm always appalled by, and tell me if you feel this way, and this might just be more emotional about it, but appalled. It, <laughs> can't uh, wait to hear what it is. Is the, People that have a business, especially if they founded it and got it up, and it's 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 a it's a substantial company. There's a lot of employees, and they really don't give a shit about the brand part. And my thing is like, how can you not really? I know like you don't you can't go direct correlation yeah. probably to to profit. It is a probably indirect. Well, you might you might be you could if you're. But, if but, you're really lucky, but, but they're not, they're, they'll in their head, their bottom line, probably. Right. So no, not necessarily, but here's what I'm going to tell you about your brand, right? You either define it or it defines you. Right. So it's just, you're either going to control the narrative or the people are, are going to formulate opinions about your service, your performance, your brand. They're going to be, they're going to judge your brand by the interaction with the salesperson or the customer service person they had. And if that is not in alignment with where, you know, you're going in the world and the things that you want to contribute to, I know that sounds like really pie in the sky, but it's true. I, we've got the numbers to back it up. Right. Well, that's we what it's the all about. case studies to back it up, right? It's, it's really about understanding how to harness that education, those communication fundamentals because you know they are going to define it for you if you do not so if you don't leave them with a key message that resonates their emotion they're going to have to think of one in their head so if i said hey what was like doing business with so and so and i already fed them the words oh fran she got me noticed she this she that she this she that she's so purpose driven blah 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 or they're going to say her I, I don't know. She's like super, whatever, whatever. What you know? So I don't know. Hmm. It's it's kind of crazy. <laughs> that second scenario, she turned in real depressing. <laughs> like I don't know. Well, that's the scenario is we don't come, want. Is she coming? I, I don't it know. It should be whatever. I, should I be saw depressing. someone get hit by the subway today. I don't know. Yeah, I'm bummed. <laughs> that's what it feels like. Um, somebody doesn't remember. I I can't stop thinking about it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> You just uh, jumped right on the rail. I mean, Nick, you know, nobody even tried to stop him. But yeah, you're totally right. And uh, you're going to love this nugget. The be- Who's the best Who's the best at pushing the narrative? Your favorite. This is going to. Who's the best at doing it? At pushing the narrative? Yeah. As a, Trump. As, yeah. No, no, yeah, baby. Yeah. He does. So I'm, I'm going to tell you that it's funny. I was just. I don't. Where was I, I don't last week? Like I was him, in Las Vegas last week. At a conference, giving, you know, a 
a workshop talk, whatever you want to call it. And I said, I said, let's put politics aside. Let's put human beings and humanism aside. Um, one of the, the greatest marketing campaigns in our decade as you know, Donald Trump had one message and spoke to one ideal persona who did the work for him, mm -hmm. right? None of us will ever forget how happy or surprised we were that Trump actually won the election. And when I go back and I bring everybody back to that moment, they're like, oh yeah, I was very happy. Why? Because you were one of the people that he was talking to. And if you were very surprised, it's because you weren't convinced by someone who was. So you are only one of two things. You are just elated or happy, nothing more. So, and that is because he was absolutely focused on saying consistently one thing, talking to one ideal persona, period. Same key messages over and over again. I mean, it's funny to hear the means, right, stack, when he could have been in 30 different locations with 30 different suits or 30 different ties and you hear the same messages over and over again, those consistency, that was extraordinary. And genius. Thank you for, it, yeah. Thank you for validating this. I've been saying that on this show for a while. Oh, there's no uh, doubt about yeah. that. I mean, that's, I think know. he's a PR master with oh, that part. Yeah. I think I don't think he, I don't think he is. I think well, he yes. has a team. Well, you know what I'm saying though. Like I think he's uh, the perfect kind of guy to carry out that PR he mission. Does a, he does a Kevin Nealon like if you've seen his stand up, Kevin Nealon like subliminal. It's not subliminal message, but it, it he basically does the compliment he wants you to say about him in the thing talking about himself. Right. So be like, well, he's I'm very you with I'm, what I'm very strong. To... I'm a very strong right. president. And then like you're like that's something a five year old would say. Right. And the, but he I'm very it. smart. I'm it's the, simple. I'm the top and of this field. I'm learning about psychops a little bit. The if you need to mobilize, thing to call it. No, uh, the, if you need to mobilize uh, psychology, psychops. Yeah, it's a it, it's a real thing. Go on. Uh, sure. Yeah. Are you in the military? Go on, Achan guy. Uh, no. Um, but I'm saying, if you need to mobilize people for a movement like that, the science behind that is have it be a simple mantra message. Uh, that everybody's on board with, that that's how you get people to do the bidding for you. Listen, after decades of experience, I don't think you will ever hear just do it and not think about Nike and not see their ads that just are all about empowerment of you, the individual, celebrating the ability, your ability to just do something. Yeah. Now, you Fran, know. I can't help but po point out, um, we're talking about brand messaging and you keep calling it Nike. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I, you know, uh, it's just really interesting to me. I'm like, <laughs> is that like how someone says niche? Brand's rolling niche? your eyes right now. I don't but, know. It's uh, the New Yorker. Okay. It's like, well, that's fine. I don't know. It's like Mikey, Nike, Nike. I don't know. I was going to try to steamroll over that, but uh, I'm glad <laughs> well, you said it. <laughs> I, you know, I felt like you. Could, I could. It was palpable. It was palpable. Law was like. Doesn't matter. You'll never. You'll never see. See a swish and think of anything else. Right. Ever. For sure. Yeah. Nike. And I like the uh, the just of a in a slogan because just is a, uh, a strange word in other languages. Like some of them just don't doesn't have it. So it's a little bit like in a weird way, a little bit American or, American, or at least English. Um, all right. Uh, 
before we end, here's what here's what I would like to ask. I'm gonna get your book, read it, and we come back on, um, maybe like a month or something. Uh, and then uh, we didn't ask you this the first time around because we didn't really have this question that we we had. weren't here. And Eric wasn't a co-host on the show yet. Uh, the first time you were on, I gotta know. Um, and so we asked everybody the first time on, or if you didn't do this, your first appearance on the show, what advice would you give your 13 year old self? Um, my 13 year old self, I would, I would tell that person now to just own your own experiences and be confident in who you are. All right. Concise. Back to the future like you with Brandon. Fran. Fran's already in and out. Done. That was like the most like uh, but professional. I mean, it, it's a common. <laughs> it's a common. Yeah, exactly. It's a common theme, and it's something you know. Fran's I know. I really marketing. didn't have to think about it. As and few I will words tell you, as possible. It Boom. It it doesn't hurt that I have a thirteen year old, right? So what are the things that I would tell her? Oh, oh yeah. So I'm not gonna lie, but I will. I will say that the theme that comes up all the time is that. I don't know. I think as we mature through age, although I'm only 29. Right. Um, Pregnant at 16, huh? Yeah, we're 37. Wow. What do you mean? Four. Four. We're, th- um, we're 37. I'm doing your math. Yourself. You gave us the numbers. I'm doing the math. Mm-hmm. Okay, do the 13 math. 13-year-old, 29. Listen, I own it. It's New York. It's New York's fault. Listen, I have a granddaughter this year. <laughs> so, you know. Um, no, I, I really fault. truly think about this often that, you know, the people around me and the things that I've learned, and I would say the closest people who, you know, were there when I was, you know, when I was young, if you will, and, you know, through being raised are no longer on this earth. But I think about the lessons they taught me and I think about and how to carry that forward. And the one constant theme between the people who are closest to me, I think about just like, own who you are. Like, don't be apologetic for feeling a certain way or behaving a certain way, okay, within reason. But um, I truly own my own experience. Like, if I'm going to walk into a room and I'm going to be angry, that's going to set the tone. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to walk into a room and be happy, that's going to set the tone. Does it matter how I feel or what happened on the other side of that door frame? Not really. Right. As a leader, we have a responsibility to set the tone to lead. But it's more important that you own the territory that you put your feet in. Because if you can't be confident and not apologetic, then you're just not being yourself. Yeah. So I wish that when I was 13, someone told me in a stronger way for me to to really own my own experiences and be confident in who I are, who I was, even if I wasn't confident in the decisions I was making, right? Because there's, there's lessons in everything. And until you're in your kind of mid twenties, you're really living life to understand the consequences of your own actions, right? It, it's it's beautiful to see. I mean, well, I know you've got young little ones at home, but like, oh my God, it's exhausting how many times they ask you why. No, we're, and, we're in that phase, yeah. Yeah, right. But that but that's a true, that's a child who truly lives an innocent purpose. 
because that's the way you get to it anyway. You absolutely interrogate everything you say with why five times. I don't care if it's a word. I don't care if it's a phrase. Like that's the only way you're going to get your brain to actually harness the real um, language around the emotion. Yeah. I, w- I want to foster curiosity too. I hate, I used to hate it when I was younger, when I was a little kid and you'd ask questions and then it'd be like, I don't know, just try and shut up. Like, you know, like. That- right, because I'm the mom and that's why. Yeah. You know, th- now, that doesn't now foster she, curiosity. Now my daughter's three and she knows what she's doing. Like after a while, she's not even asking really why she just knows it's going to get annoying. And she thinks it's funny. It has like a frat boy laugh. Like, <laughs> but uh, oh, I know fault, it's coming. Yeah, that's me. But you all, uh, but it's like, I, I found, I, I found a way to put a button in that, that loop and it doesn't make sense. But I, one day I was just like, she's like, why? And I was like, why ask why? Bud Dry. Hey, oh, that's good. Like, I'm going to bring back know, Bud Dry at my house. I pulled that 90s commercial out of my head <laughs> somehow for a, a beer that doesn't like, exist. Why ask why? Yeah. Bud Dry. And then she'll say that all yeah. day. Yeah. Because I'll be like, are you asking why really? Because you're not, I don't even think you're listening to the answer I'm giving you. And she's I like, trade oh. off the, all the whys with a uh, discussion with the teacher. <laughs> Listen, they ask why too much. So I said, why ask why? But dry, yeah. leave me alone about it. Yeah. You get it. You're but yeah, teacher. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, be confident in who you are, flaws and all. Um, like you say, Nike instead of Nike. You almost had a perfect 10, 10 out of 10 on this as a guest. I'm going to go back and we'll score a, it. We'll, we'll see a, how it Always got to leave out. room for improvement. We'll take a 9.9. Okay uh, but will you, come oh, back, will you come back on a little bit? I'm going to read it. I promise. After we read the book. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna read as it. You should. See you in two years. No way. One month. That's why I'm putting it out there. Let me tell you something. How long is it? Here, here's what I'm gonna tell you about you non-readers. Okay. I mean, Excuse you non-readers. How dare you? Okay. Well, you're sitting here going, "I'll talk read. to you in two years." It's 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 barely fifty thousand words. It'll take you barely four hours to read it. Uh, but here's the thing about this book. I wouldn't. First of all, you could download the intro and get a head start. That's one. Done. Two, you could watch the 17-minute video, which was the video that we put out on why we wrote the book. It's a little long. It probably could be a little shorter, but it was at the book launch. And for all the people who loved us and cared about us, it was too bad you could sit for 17 minutes. And by the way, it's probably about four minutes too long. Um, (laughs) Wow. So it doesn't feel like 17. I hope the video team's not And I will tell you that the way you should read it is you should read the intro because it's fascinating. You should read the first two chapters on leadership and culture, and then go read the appendix. And after that, choose your own adventure, even if you don't pick up another chapter. So I do love that you're giving us an out on having to read the whole book, but I feel like we will read the whole thing. I want to know this. It might not be relevant to you. We actually will. I I mean, I'm going to read it. I mean, that's, you know, it's the sort of thing I'll read. Challenge accepted. But it is nice to get the, you know, get all, you know, it'd be like, you only have to read the first two. Thank God. We're basically the target audience. I mean, we do this show to ask smarter people how to do business things. Yeah. How do we be smart business? So if you are not in marketing or you're not dealing with your merger and acquisition, you don't need to read chapter eight. You don't need to read chapter five. Just understand the concept of purpose, build, affect your brand foundation. And then whatever area you're in charge of, that's the chapter you should read. So, you know, when you talk about leadership and culture, everybody needs that. So I might've lost you 
you know, a little bit on the approach. So go read the appendix because the, the appendix gives you a roadmap on what the approach is and how to do it yourself. So you've got the key to the kingdom. You don't need me after you read those three chapters and then go choose your own adventure and read whatever chapter you want or not. So, you know, I'm good with that. Yeah. It's well, pretty cool. We all kind of have that decision. A lot of people buy books <laughs> and not read them. <laughs> uh, I think that's most you. people. I call them brain trophies. I want people to walk in and go, you read 20 books in your God, life. You're so smart. <laughs> uh, yeah. It took me a long time. You say four hours. I'm, I'm, do you know how long it took me to listen to these? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be 16 for sure. I am a slow reader. I do it with my finger. Um, listen to it on half speed. Yeah. It's all good. Well, but I will probably read it slowly because this is almost, for me, this is, you, in our world, uh, industry, whatever, there's no, it, there's not a lot of like, it's not like being a lawyer. You do continuing education every every year. So you have to, you have to. Not a lot so, on tape. Right. You have to autodidact kind of your way through it. Um, yeah. Yeah. 50 cent word. Man. Totally true. All right. We'll have you back on. Thank you for coming on. You're the best. Thanks, Fran. Right. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye now.